I'm Noah. And I'm Ben. And you're listening to Product Journey. Hey, Ben. Hey, hey. Good morning. Another episode, another uh, week down in 2022. Last week of January, right? Yeah, January went quick. That was was fast. Uh, So I saw you tweeted about getting bored um yeah (laughs) (laughs) i guess you just don't have enough have enough work to do uh i I don't know i mean yeah it it is it is definitely from having way more free time but it was more about it it wasn't even just about having all that free time it's more about finding the purpose in what you do and that that can be i think that could even be like if you if you're running a company, if you have a product that's that's working and you're happy with it, I don't know. Like I've just been thinking lately that if I you know I, I kind of want to do something or build like the next product, basically should be something that gives me a sense of purpose beyond just making money. Uh, and I haven't yeah. really thought about that from that angle ever. I think and yeah, having all that free time is <laughs> it, basically like just sitting here. Like so great, nobody's telling me what to do. So what do I do now? <laughs> yeah, uh, that kind of sparked that, uh, yeah, that that conversation with myself, basically. <laughs> no, that that is something really interesting to think through, um, because, yeah, you're, you you can basically do what you want with your time. It's it's kind of like the hierarchy of needs, where it's like once you have kind of your basic needs met, you you have money, you have things covered. And then you start to think about, okay, well, now what do I want to do? Like, now you yeah. like actually start to go for trying to find some meaning in something. <clears throat> um, yeah, I think that's really interesting to think about, just because, like, probably in reality, we're we're pro- most of us are probably already there more so than we think we are, where we can start to make those decisions of like, okay, what what do I actually want to do? But I think a lot of us, you know, it's easy to make excuses that like, okay, I need to make this much money before I can decide those things or all that kind of stuff. But it's like, you're kind of, we kind of can make those decisions right now if we really wanted to. Yep. And then especially uh, you, because you only, <laughs> you only work in two days a week. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But yeah, I think for me, it was more like combining the things in, in the one project or product, right? So you can definitely find those in different areas of life, I would say. Um, but I don't know, like, building something that really has a positive impact on other people or other people's lives i think that's harder like it gets even harder to find something that can do that i guess <laughs> yeah it becomes like a a life mission where it, like it's going to take your next 10 years it's going to take your life dedication to make changes in the world like that like that's not an easy thing it's not yeah it's not as easy as just making a like a, a little business that can make some money or something like that um that's probably true <laughs> yeah it uh i don't know if you heard uh peter levels was on the the latest indie hackers podcast um super good there it's a two-part episode but it's super good because you know the first episode they kind of talk about the stuff he's doing and you know he he makes now like a couple million a year from his he's he has like three or four or five different businesses that are yeah, yeah. going you know all around remote work kind of stuff 
um, and digital nomads and things like that. But yeah, it's just like crazy that like, it's basically just him. I think he has maybe a, a buddy that helps him with stuff. So it's like a really small team, but he's just, you know, making lots of money. And so the second episode, they're talking about basically, you know, what's <laughs> what's he think about that kind of stuff? Like kind of what, what, what we're talking about, like more, you know, purpose and why do it and and how he feels about the money and things like that. And it, so it's it's really interesting to hear people at that level talk about it because um, it sounds like he's still he's not he doesn't live like a crazy life where he just you know buys whatever he wants and has whatever he wants and has like yeah, a yeah. huge mansion or anything he like still i think does a lot of digital nomading kind of stuff and like doesn't have it like pretty minimal um and he's like basically still said like his favorite thing is to like build and ship things like that's still basically what he's doing with his time <laughs> um you can do that with ramen profitable kind of stuff you know yeah. um so it's yeah it was just very interesting probably gotta listen to that yeah yeah you should it, it was it was good um let's see i've noticed i've listened back to some of our episodes i've noticed that i like clear my throat a lot while i'm talking have, have you noticed that sometimes <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what my problem is because nor in normal life when i'm talking and just like throughout the day like i don't have to clear my throat like <laughs> i don't it's only when we're doing the podcast for some reason i all of a sudden there's there's something in my throat and i always got to clear it <laughs> while i'm talking <laughs> i haven't really noticed because it's more like a conversation for me and not you know i'm not just listening to it but i do that a lot as well i think i'm just muting myself like when you talk i use that chance to clear my throat <laughs> smart yeah maybe i just need to be smarter about this <laughs> um all right well this episode we're just going to kind of do our normal updates so um do you want to go first share what's been going on for you yep so i managed to publish two articles this week yeah <laughs> that was pretty nice. good uh, I, was, I was planning on one but uh it went pretty well so i just wrote a second one which was a little bit shorter than usual um but yeah both got picked up already uh published one of them on monday which is now over 300 single views pretty crazy how how quickly they get picked up right now that's um, pretty good and i decided to implement some of those schema.org uh snippet thingies that you can put on your site um and i'm curious to see if that does anything good or bad <laughs> seo wise at all probably going to take some time to see if it has any impact at all um so, yeah. so explain more what that is this schema.org uh it's basically just something. adding more markup uh to your html so that the robots going through your site and scraping it can uh display stuff differently so in my case it's basically just marking them up as as an article or blog post uh, but you can also do that like in e-commerce it's very common to do that because you can add like a price for a product and whatnot and then you can mm. even i think you can even add like reviews and then if you have that you see like little stars in inside the google search basically oh yeah and so yeah i just wanted to try uh see if that has any impact at all <laughs> uh so these are i mean kind of like meta tags that like people know for sure google is going through 
yeah it doesn't even have to be like a meta tech i think it can even it can also be like a json thing and yeah it's it's definitely indexed by uh by crawlers okay interesting yeah i don't know much about that <laughs> also interesting uh i looked at uh, so so basically like last year i set up the bing web dev tools which is kind of the equivalent of what we all know for google right <laughs> and yeah. they, they also show you how much uh, click through and whatnot you get and it is so much worse than on google for all run right now i looked at that this week <laughs> it's kind of ridiculous it's like i don't know probably one percent of what i get on google <laughs> is is what i get on bing <laughs> yeah i don't know i, I, don't, I don't know why that is bing. though i I can only imagine that developers don't really search anything on Bing. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if that's not. uh yeah, yeah, probably makes sense, but who knows. I just thought it's funny that it's so much less than uh, on, on Google. <laughs> yeah. I I still use DuckDuckGo. Have you heard mm. of that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's actually one of the biggest sources as well. Yeah, I was wonder I'm wondering if DuckDuckGo is bigger than Bing nowadays. Um, maybe at least for developers and stuff like so yep. your, yeah, your market that maybe. That could be true, yeah. <laughs> so what else? Um, I started productizing all around, uh, <laughs> which is kind of a secret right now. I'm not really spilling the Ooh. beans yet, but yeah. <laughs> uh, so I had, a, had a, I think a good idea of turning it around into a product without you know going too far away from what I have already. Um, and I'm pretty excited about it. Probably going to share more about it soon. Uh, right now, I'm basically deep in code because I also want to open sources at the same time. And I really got to clean some stuff up. I got to figure out how to... Uh, yeah, that's actually interesting. I kind of have to figure out how to have the open source project and at the same time have like the hosted version where you can accept payments and whatnot uh, without making it like two entirely different projects right uh, and that's yeah still a little unclear in my head to be honest <laughs> yeah so you'd be kind of separating all around into two different things um would the all around articles and things that you're doing with that like the guides and stuff would that feed into this product at all yeah they they'll definitely um be helpful because the traffic that gets to the site right now, like the developers looking at it, they basically the core audience of what the product is for anyway. So that's pretty interesting, actually. Um, curious to see if that that helps at all. Uh, but I would say it should, yeah. <laughs> that's pretty. That's pretty cool that you've. I mean, you've started with the distribution, and you didn't even think you're going to make a product out of this but exactly. then maybe i mean as you share more like maybe you found a product idea something you could do as a product that like came from working on the distribution first yep yeah it's basically been that way around accidentally <laughs> i mean that I, I feel like that's a pretty good way to go though because you know the distribution is one of the hardest parts to get and to get right um and so you kind of starting with that, maybe kind of can prove that you can get the distribution to build a product around it. So that, that's interesting. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I want to see how this goes. Yeah, <laughs> me too. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, 
I think that's that's all. Uh, I haven't really worked on um all year. I have some things planned for next month, uh, but not really putting much pressure on it right now. I yeah. Also, that, that I think I can. Sh- no, I'll probably keep that for next week. <laughs> not gonna say that one. <laughs> ben is uh, now a man of secrecy. <laughs> yeah, just a little bit though. I'm 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 gonna you know like eventually. <laughs> It'll all come out. Yeah, you just want to have good things to share later, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, I think one of them is just so unclear if it's going to happen that I better not share it yet. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, makes sense. Uh, let's see. So lots of different things been happening for me uh, with Potion. I mean, I've been working more on Potion because um, I'm spending, you know, all my days working on Potion, basically. Um, so it's been fun because I've been able to start kind of moving things forward. I feel like the last couple months that I was working, you know, part time on Potion, I feel like I was just kind of maintaining where I was, where it was mostly just like doing support, doing a little bit of marketing, fixing some issues, but I wasn't, I didn't feel like I was able to really move the product forward. And so now that I have more time, it's been, it's been great the last month that I've been able to start kind of pushing forward on things, making the product better. And so uh, just kind of getting there closer, slowly, you know, closer and closer to getting to a product that I'm, I feel really good about. So that's been good. So like the last week I've added, I've added some uh, blocks to Notion um, that weren't supported in Potion or not very well. And that's just something I know like my customers want basically. Cause that like, you know, a decent, a decent amount of my support is, you know, something doesn't work quite right or there's a block missing that someone's like expecting. And so just having those there just makes the whole user experience just way better. And so I added linked page blocks. So that's like a block in Notion, allows you to link to any page and you can just kind of go there. Um, It was kind of supported in some other ways, um, but it was just not, it was just more confusing and people like to use the linked page block a lot. So it's like, okay, I need to have that one. Um, the next one is adding grouped, uh, by data in databases, you can group your like rows by different fields. So it's kind of like filtering. Um, this is actually a new feature notion added maybe just a month ago. Um, so I had a person or two that was like, Hey, I want the group thing. <laughs> um, so I thought I should probably just do that. So I added that. Um, there are some other kind of fixes and things that I did. Um, so yeah, the the I feel pretty good about the different blocks I have. There's there's another block I'm probably gonna maybe start working on today and tomorrow that Notion just added a couple weeks ago that I've already had some people ask for, which is basically it's a, the toggle block. Um, so in Notion, you know, you can kind of click and then um, it kind of will show and hide some content underneath of it. Well, they made like a block that allow now allows you to make those toggle blocks as like headers. So you can have like an H1, H2, you know, kind of a header, but it's also a toggle block, um, which makes a lot of sense for content yeah. because typically, you know, the thing that you have above the toggle is kind of like a header. Um, but I've already had some people that want that. So probably gonna add that um, in the next day or two. So that'll be good. It sounds like it could be pretty useful for like an FAQ section, right? Like that's what yeah, I imagine definitely. it could be good for. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then 
This one is actually something I've been working on for quite a while, which is the mono repo. So this is kind of more of an infrastructure thing of moving all my potion sites, which right now each site has a deployment, which is a lot, <laughs> um, and moving that all to one deployment, which will be really cool. It'll be really helpful. I think I've probably talked about this, this uh, initiative in the past on the podcast because I, I started this process probably end of last year or end of last yep. the last quarter of last year and i got a decent uh way there um and now it's kind of just kind of finishing up some things making sure it all works testing it um because the biggest thing is going to be like making sure i migrate stuff over correctly because you know i have all these different deployments i need to then migrate them to the single deployment and make sure that happens without like some issue that's going to cause uh, the websites to be down for a little bit or something like that. Um, the The other thing is in the process, I'm going to have to be using Versal's custom domains. Um, so that would be kind of switching to that. So before I was using the service called Approximated and it kind of handled all my custom domains um, for my potion sites. And I'd basically, how it worked was I'd basically point my that their domain with approximated and it would just point it to um, the Versal um, domain that they automatically create. So it's kind of like this proxy thing that just kind of works. And um, the problem with that though, it, now that I'm moving to the mono repo is that those, those uh, custom domains and stuff, it, it kind of stops the CDN, the, at least the Versal CDN. I have like my own CDN in front of approximated um, but basically it, it means I'm not using the Versal CDN. And so to, to do like a mono repo, Versal kind of has to handle all of that so that it can before, like very early on when a user makes a request, figure out which domain it is and then uh, kind of grab the data for it so that it can show the right website. And so it's all using Next.js's new middleware that they just they just released um, in their latest version of Next. And so, but to do that, I have to use Versal's custom domain. So I'm basically doing all the shift over and uh, it's gonna be great. It's just, I, I need to make sure I do it right. And then <laughs> the, <laughs> you know, I don't, want, I don't want there to be problems. And then like the biggest kind of hurdle in it really is that my customers that have custom domains are gonna have to change their DNS to point to these new servers, Ooh. to the Versal servers. So I'm, I think what I'm gonna do is kind of do like a slow, a slow migration where in the beginning, I'm just gonna ask like five to 10 people that I, you know, um, that I know like would, would wanna move over and, um, know how to do DNS stuff easily, just ask them to do it to kind of be almost like a first test. Um, and then I'm, I'll move over all of the potion.so subdomains. So those are, you know, subdomains I own and control. So I can just move all that over myself yeah. um, for people that use that. Um, and then I'll probably make it so that all my new customers will start on the, the, new, the new part. Um, so it'll kind of be this gradual stage. And then the final step will be actually reaching out to people that have custom domains and asking them to move over. Um, and so, yeah, I, I just want to be careful with this because it's, it's very possible that this is like doing a migration like this, this is something that could 
uh, trigger people to churn basically <laughs> yep. because yeah, they're and like it's, and it's like heart surgery right like it, as you said it's gonna be great unless it all crashes in the process <laughs> right so yeah it's you know because if i was a customer and i'm like eh, i'm not really using this anymore or i didn't i need to stop using this i need to move over to something else and some and then they reach out to me and they're like hey can you do something to kind of continue using this you're like well, I guess now's a good time to leave. Yeah, it is, yeah. <laughs> so I'm a little nervous about that. And it's also the thing that's kind of made me slow in doing this is just like, I, I, I've actually been, I feel like I've been actually kind of procrastinating with this whole thing because I'm just like, uh, I don't, I don't really want to do that. And then like, it's, there's just a lot, like migration, migrations is I think probably one of the worst things in software is migrating yeah, stuff. <laughs> uh, yeah, because it's like a lot of times, you know, you're writing some custom code just for that migration that you're just going to use once, right? Like you're just going to use it to just get the migration over and done. And then after that, it's kind of all, all you, you're never going to need that again. Um, so yeah, it's just kind of a little bit annoying. Um, but I guess, I mean, that's the struggles of once you have a, a business with, actual customers that like you know it's kind of like some of that maintenance stuff where it's like if i was just starting from scratch i could just do all this and and no one cares um so yeah, i've definitely felt some of the a little bit of the slowness feeling of like okay every change i make or things i have to do i have to make sure that you know it works with all everything else i already have and um customers already have and and stuff like that so yeah it's kind of it's kind of interesting um i think once i get this migration over with I'll feel a lot better and then also it'll just be that much easier for me to update sites because it'll be a mono repo and I just have to update that once and then it's just like good for everybody which will be that will be a really good improvement um, so I'm looking forward to that um, but yeah, yeah I, I have yeah, been yeah. procrastinating a little bit <laughs> <laughs> I, I can understand that because it's uh yeah it's one of those scenarios that you also couldn't really solve with like a staging environment right because it's it's really a hard surgery because you have to, you, you basically have to do that live, right? Because you're changing the DNS stuff and you couldn't test that at all. So, um, yeah, but it, right. it, yeah I mean, it's definitely one of those nasty situations. <laughs> yeah. And, and I'm trying to do some testing like on my, in my own staging environment kind of thing. Um, but yeah, there's only, you know, so much you can really do with that in this kind of scenario. Uh, the other thing I'm thinking about doing, just especially once I get to the, that last step of having people move over their custom domain, is like actually making a little flow for this in the Potion dashboard that just like has the steps of like, hey, uh, you know, change this DNS, kind of shows like almost a little guide, but a little walkthrough. And then maybe it could also kind of give like a, a status of like, all right, you're all set, you did it, you're good to go. Um, just to make it as simple as possible for people to go through these steps. Um, I mean, it's idea. really, it's it's one step, really. But, I mean, with DNS, like, things, it can take a while for it to update. Um, and so just having something that kind of, an indicator that kind of shows that so that they know they did it right, I think might just be a better experience and hopefully make it so that I don't lose anybody. Um, so I'm thinking about doing that. So I'd have to build out a little something for that, but... That shouldn't be too bad. Um, yeah, I, th I think that's a great idea, actually. So 
yeah, you know, like if people ignored it for some time and locked back in, they will see it. Um, like that's a, that's a big advantage. And at the same time, it just gives them a better feeling. Like they, you know, like if they're not super technical, they will know that everything is, is done now. And yeah. Right. Yeah, and then I can have like a little button there to like have them reach out to me if they need help and just make it really, yeah, that's good, really easy. Um, so yeah, that's there's some still st some stuff to do with that to be ready for it. Um, but it was also perfect timing because uh, Versal also just announced this week that they're they kind of dropped their limitations on the number of custom domains you can have in a, oh, in a Versal account. Where now it's it's like actually unlimited because before I was kind of like you know preparing for this I was like messaging people at Versa and be like hey can you give me more <laughs> domains because they have like a limit of fifty and they were gonna give me like you know a thousand for free or something like that but it was still kind of this thing where it was like eh, it's kind of annoying yeah. that there's like there are kind of limitations there that I don't really want to have to deal with in the future and now they just dropped all that so that that feels good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's definitely better. I th I think DigitalOcean did the same thing at some point, and I think they also dropped it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think it's mostly an infrastructure thing for them, because theoretically, it shouldn't cost them really any more to have unlimited, you know, domains, because it's all just using, like, open source, uh, you know, software that they're building on top of, most likely, like Let's Encrypt or whatever. Um, so, yeah, it's... Yeah, it probably shouldn't really cost them anything else other than maybe yep. there's yeah, extra service. I have, no, I have no, I idea if, no idea if it does, actually. <laughs> but I would also not expect it to cost them anything. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So anyways, uh, the other kind of thing I did this last week was I made a little blog for Potion with Potion and uh, added that to the website um, because I have Marvel, which I think I've talked about before, that I was going to start mm -hmm. using them. Um, yeah, I had Marvel um, writing some blog posts for me. Um, so they finished one and it turned, I was like really surprised with the quality and how, how good it turned out. Um, and, and they did like some SEO research of just like what topic would make sense. Basically, we just talked and was like, okay, I just want to make content that is helpful to Notion users that also relates to like website building in some way and if there's a way to like connect those two so that i'm i'm help i'm you know you're sharing the the helpful notion content and then have like a little kind of tie-in at the end that's like hey and if you want to do more with notion and create websites and stuff you can use potion something like yeah, that yeah yeah and so that's basically what they did. Their their first post that they wrote was about why Notion is a great website builder, why, why you can use it as a great website builder, um, which is, you know, obviously that one ties into Potion um, really well. And so we're kind of we're kind of going with content that's like high intent first so that like, OK, these are people that are they're really kind of searching, looking into the idea of using Notion as a website builder. Um, and then obviously Potion fits into there and then kind of as we fill out some of those then we'll kind of go from there. And so it was only like $130 at least back then to do one post a month. And so after that first one and I saw how good it was, I was like, you know, I think I'll just do more. <laughs> so now <laughs> they're doing two blog posts a month for me. And um, yeah, basically they do all the this research, write up the content, and then I just kind of throw it into Notion into my uh, my blog. <laughs> That's pretty so, cool. Yeah, so it's pretty good because 
I mean, I could do all this myself. I just figured with that price, I feel like that's really not that bad. Um, and so I might as well just use their help right now to kind of kind of get that going forward on the marketing front while I'm still working on the product more. And then I can always come back and, and kind of edit things and tweak things and make it better for SEO or start to do some of my own content. Um, but I think it's a, a good strategy for right now for me where I'm at. So yeah, we'll see how that continues to go. And I probably should start to look in Ahrefs to see how that content is, is doing. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so that was, that was cool. It feels like that's moving things forward on the marketing front. Um, without taking a ton of my time, which is pretty awesome. Yeah, that's really good. <laughs> yeah, so that, that was pretty much all that uh, happened. Um, the only other cool thing that I'm looking forward to today is the Product Hunt Golden Kitty Awards uh, is going on today. Um, and so we'll see what happens because uh, Potion was uh, added in three, three different categories as like a, Ooh. a finalist, uh, which is pretty cool. So there was like the developer tools, design tools, and then best product of the year. So somehow Ooh. potion, somehow potion got into those categories. Um, I'm pretty sure I voted it in two places. I didn't know about the third though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They just kept adding it to things. <laughs> so yeah, I was pretty excited about that. And I did see a little uptick in trials um, from from it being on that list, I noticed. So that was cool. Um, yeah, I got more views from Product Hunt um, through that. So we'll see what happens. I don't know how it works. I don't know if they like do list like just the top uh, product of each category, if they do like the top three. Um, but I don't know. I, I'm not sure how, how, uh, big of a chance is that I could actually win one of these. I, I mean, I think there was like 20, 25 products in each category, which is kind of a lot. And, you know, there's some big companies that it's like up against. <laughs> um, I have no but we'll idea. see. We, we, yeah, we'll see next week. <laughs> yeah, we will see. I mean, I would guess if it did win something, um, that I, I would expect to see a lot more traffic and that could be a really beneficial thing. Uh, so that would be cool. Um, that would be cool. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. It, it almost feels like another, it's like a secondary round of a product hunt launch, <laughs> like the normal product yeah. hunt launch. And it's probably going to get featured in a newsletter as well. Probably the top three even, right? I could imagine. I don't yeah, know. If maybe. Do that, but yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then the last thing that I want to chat about a little bit is I, I, it is interesting how I have felt more pressure with potion, uh, just, just since going full time. Like I just feel more pressure of like, oh man, I, I really got to make this thing happen. Um, and it's not this like fun little, I mean, it's still fun, but it, I, th I feel like that is kind of the, the hard part of having a lot of pressure on something is it starts to feel maybe like it's not a just a fun project anymore. It's more like, okay, this is serious. This is uh, um, how I make money or, you know, things like that. Um, so I, I have started to feel the pressure. And I mean, I think, well, really probably a part of it, probably the, the other part of it as well as, you know, going full time is Potion has just been kind of stagnating a little bit. Um, really since like December where it has, I, my MRR hasn't been growing very much. I've had a little bit more churn. I've noticed, so two metrics that have been a little worse. My churn has been a little worse. And then my 
trial to paid conversion rate has also been worse. And I'm not really sure why on that one. Um, so yeah, I'm trying to get to the bottom of it and try to figure out like what's changed or what's happening of to why some of those conversion rates are lower, which is then, you know, in turn making it so that my MRR is not growing uh, very much. And uh, so I have this, uh, I'm using Churnkey, which is kind of this tool that allows you, it, they basically they handle your cancel flow and they have kind of this little form in there. You can kind of figure out why people are canceling. And so I even have my trialing users go through that to cancel. Um, and so I have like a, a multiple choice question of kind of why they're leaving and I have four different answers for that. My top answer, which I think around like 45% of people would would respond with this answer is just that no, it's like no longer needed. Um, and so it's a little hard to know exactly what that means. Like it, there could be a lot of reasons why something's no longer needed. And so sometimes I'd get some feedback, like they can also write in a response and I'd get a little more feedback. But just recently, like this last week, I decided to change that response because it's just a little too generic. And I changed yeah, it to- Yeah, that's what I would have done. <laughs> yeah. And I actually switched it to switch to competitor. Yeah. Because I have I have just a little bit of a, of a gut feeling that some people are switching to a competitor or not necessarily that my customers are churning for that, but that my trialing customers, that they're canceling because they ended up going with a competitor. Because I've, I've talked to some people that were trialing, um, just like in chat and stuff. And a lot of times they'll kind of mention, I'll, I might ask them like how they found me. And they'll kind of tell me like they were, you know, Google searching or a lot, some of the times is they actually, they were looking at super first. Um, and then they wanted to see what else was out there. So then they tried Potion and they kind of found Potion by just like searching like super alternative, super competitor, stuff like that. So I, I kind of have a yeah gut feeling that, you know, a lot of people are finding me and super at the same time. Um, and then they're kind of trying us both out and then they, they might cancel their trial on Potion to go with the, a competitor or with super. And so I kind of just want to get to the bottom of that to figure out, okay, what's going on? Why are people, like, is that why people are leaving? And, like, am I right about that? Um, just so that I can have a clear, you know, knowing what's going on. And then hopefully I can then start to take steps to combat that in some way. Um, yep. and, and it will kind of build out what my roadmap, roadmap is or kind of my, my direction that I should be going a little better. Um, but anyways, all that being said, I, yeah, it just does feel like there's a little bit more pressure. Like there is kind of like, it's not like I'm, I don't feel like I'm home free as much where it's like, okay, if I just keep doing this, everything's going to work out great, <laughs> which obviously is what you'd want. <laughs> um, so yeah, it feels like there's a little bit of a, uh, um, a challenge of like, okay, I got to figure out what this issue is and then hopefully I can figure out something to solve it and figure out a way to get around it. Um, so yeah, it's it's good. I'm I'm up for the challenge, but I I'd, I'd rather there not be a challenge, um, <laughs> or at least you know there just wouldn't be as much pressure with it. Um, so yeah, but, I mean I think let, if I let, was let's <laughs> go ahead. Let, let's come back to the pressure again. I mean there will always be challenges, right? You can like forget about that anyway. Like that's not gonna that's happen, true. right? But that's but true. What about the pressure though? Because as as I remember, like if I remember correctly, you had enough money in the bank to 
you know, just do what you're doing for three years or so. So like, where's the pressure coming from now? Like what changed compared to last month? <laughs> um, I don't know. I think it's, I think it's just the feeling of like it being more real that like, this is now like my income basically. And I don't, I don't really want to go through all of my savings. <laughs> that, that wasn't really the goal. Um, you know, I, I, I want to be able to have, you know, an, my extra money on the side to be able to buy the the crypto dip. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, so the, yeah, I don't really, the plan wasn't really to go through my savings, just kind of like part of it. And really the goal was that, and, and, and actually from what I, what I, the metrics I was hitting, you know, at the end of my day job was that within like two or three months, Potion would have, would have continuing on its trajectory grown to the point where it would be making over my expenses, my uh, monthly expenses. And so then I wouldn't have to take any savings. So that was kind of the hope, I guess, from the, the beginning. Um, and so, yeah, it, it just feels a little bit uneasy. It's I'm, I'm still in like a fine place. Like we're still in a good place. It's I can still continue to work on potion, but I, yeah, I just feel a little bit more on edge about that just because it, it hasn't gone up and to the right uh, like it was supposed to keep going, um, and so yeah, there's just there's just a little bit of pressure there. Okay, a little speed bump. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> huh. Interesting. Okay, got it. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely gonna be interesting to see why people churn. I, I mean, definitely change, maybe even change the answers around even more uh, from what Cherokee asked them. Just to be clearer, you said you already changed it to if they're uh, if they're going with a competitor, right? Right. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, and then some of the other options are like, like it was a technical reason. So like something didn't work with the product, most likely. Um, let's see, one of the other ones was budget so you know they just mm, didn't yeah. want to pay for that anymore um missing features and then other so like if it was just something else other than that got it and yeah i mean i, I could see that happening like if if people trial both products at the same time and they see supers polished interface that could be like i could see that being a reason for them to just you know like just make a gut decision and be like yep that's the one I'm I'm choosing because it looks, you know, simpler or more polished or whatever. Right. Yeah, and I think that's that would why. Be good to know, yeah. Kind of on my, I mean, one of the very near things on my roadmap is to kind of move to like a dashboard V2, kind of upgrading the dashboard, and making it look a lot better. So I think that could help a lot with that. If if that is what's happening, I think I think that would be a step in the right direction to kind of help that. Um, yeah, it would be cool if you like. Do you have the chance to talk to them any like at all? If like after they churned and, and answered that, is there a way to reach them? <laughs> um, well, so Turnkey has a kind of a cool thing where if they are canceling, I think one of the steps is kind of like, hey, do you want to just like chat about this? And then they can just click a button to chat with me. Mm. Um, okay, that's cool. I don't think I've had many people take me up on that though. <laughs> okay, I got it, <laughs> at, at got least it. on that step. Um, but yeah, that is something I could do. Like I could go back and like reach out to people that have canceled 
and actually have like a video conversation with them or something like that. Um, yeah, like that might be something I should do if I if I just still don't feel clear about things. I don't feel like I have a good direction um, and I just want to have some better I- ideas. Yeah, I think that could be especially interesting if somebody has already clicked like, um, you know, I'm, I'm canceling because I'm switching to competitor. Yeah. And then like yeah. ask them why, you know, like why are they going with the competitor over potion? That would be pretty good to, to listen to. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a good idea. Yeah, so hopefully I'll have some more to share about this as I figure it out. And it'll probably take some time. Um, yeah. But yeah. That that's pretty much it for me. That's everything. Cool. <clears throat> Sweet. Well, uh, we'll probably wrap it up here. Thank you everyone for following along. And if you have any thoughts or uh, yeah, just have questions for us, feel free to reach out on Twitter um, to Ben or I. And uh, yeah, we'll see you in another episode. See you next week. <laughs>